Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Career Retrospectives right here on the Superview Show. I am joined by my two co-hosts, Kyle and Mike. What's going on? Ready to be controversial today. Damn right. Me too. Me too. And uh, for those of you who listened or watched us last week, my stream is a lot better now. I fixed all my internet problems. So hopefully that carries over for the rest of the night. (laughs) So we'll have to see. Fingers crossed. Um, But as the title of this show uh, presents itself, we're going to be talking about and breaking down and ranking some 41's entire discography from the beginning up until the most recent release. And uh, I'm going to let Kyle go first, not necessarily to share like his, you know, his list yet, but just give some overall impressions and whatnot. So Kyle, going into one of your favorite bands, some 41, do tell what stands out. What's some of your favorite stuff about them? Share some details. I've been a big Sum 41 fan since since really they came out. Um, well, I say when All Killer No Killer came out back in like 2000, 2001. Um, you know, I heard Fat Lip and that immediately got me into the band. Been with them, been a fan since. Uh, what I like about them is really that they're the only pop punk band that you can't really put just into that generic pop punk label. They're the only one that's really branched into like experimenting with like some thrash metal tendencies at points. Um, usually when you hear metal put into pop punk, it's more like the metal core style, like data remember easy core type thing. Uh, I like that they went completely different route. You know, they have some pop punk albums. They have some <clears throat> more metal leaning albums. And I really big fan of a majority of their work. Most of it, there's some here and there that we'll get into. But as a whole, huge fan of the band. They're still incredible live. Saw them uh, like a month ago. And uh, incredible show, incredible band. Uh, Looking forward to talking about them. Mike, what do you got for Sum 41? Yes. So, well, Sum 41 for me was always more of a, like, I like two, three songs off each album. You know, I can make like a best of of like two, three three songs off each album and i never really ventured beyond that with them um you know obviously to some degree that i would listen to i catch another song from a different um album and like it but i never really like drilled the albums in my head like monotonous you know honestly like just constantly like learning every song so this was like a kind of an interesting thing for me um so one thing i actually uh picked up on is how uh, this band um, definitely got a little more heavier, you know, metal and uh, instead of like straight up pop punk stuff as the albums come along. But you can actually hear a lot of influences from um, Linkin Park on a couple of these albums that I picked up on. Um, and I didn't expect um, I always kind of seen them as um, mostly pop punk and um, and like obviously the guitarist who is just freaking he's just a manimal you know that's the only word i can describe him as is just a beast of the riff and and just he is the saving grace in my opinion that he keeps the band from selling out to one specific kind of um sound i mean maybe he loves punk and loves metal and wanted to fuse them together maybe it wasn't like a band decision or something but it was his own creation you know i don't really know that for sure i have to to uh check with kyle on that one he's more of the the historian of some 41 but um yeah like i just i it, once he left the band 
you could tell things have changed and you know um and it, you could tell where he picks back up and how it changes everything so um yeah i just appreciate the um the the perfect equation that they sometimes have where it's not too much of one or too much of the other but a perfect kind of equation of metal and um punk and pop punk coming together and um making a a good union of that so yeah i'm just definitely happy to look into their albums more than i ever had yeah i mean going into it for me was like i mean i have i've always been a pop punk fan from i mean nowhere near to the extent of kyle but i've always enjoyed pop punk i've enjoyed punk rock in general and going into diving into each album of some 41 you know album by album i was like oh wow this is this is a quite the progression of starting out as something that's like really quite pop punk punk rock going and then transitioning into a much harder riffs like almost like a like an alternative metal or metal in general um it was a quite the experience going through all these albums in one so it's, it's one of the things i love about when we do this is and it's not just it's not just hey let's pick an album and go or pick a latest release and go like when we do our discography breakdowns I really like how we're able to break down each album, talk about each album in a little, little bit more in depth than we normally would for a regular album, which I really like that we we do that with this. And this was, I feel like this is a great pick for Kyle that Kyle chose for us to do. And I'm glad he did it because I really, really got into songs that I didn't really think I would get into, but I, now I have because I've listened to all the albums. Um, from the beginning of their the beginning of their career up until their most recent release, which we'll get to at the end of this stream. But overall, just a solid band. You could definitely tell it's like almost like Green Day and Metallica had a baby at some point. Just saying, I, I don't know. That's the way I, I kind of felt like that a little bit to some extent, but that's me. But um, but yeah, that's overall just a solid listen to all of them. Um, I I have not seen them live. Kyle has seen them live, of course, but um, that doesn't stop me from saying, hey, you know, why not give it a shot one night? But uh, overall, just a fan, just a really good listen overall. And let's dive into their debut album, which was starting in two thousand one, which was all killer, no filler. Uh, I'm gonna let Kyle go first on this one, just so we could lead off and start our conversation of some forty one's debut. So, Kyle, what what? Overall impressions, track listing, what do you got for All Killer, No Filler? This is, let's be honest, one of the most iconic pop punk albums ever. Yes. Uh, for a very good reason. It's a very good album. You know, what a way to start. You know, technically they had the Half Hour Power EP before this. That one was more in line with like the like the skate punk that was going on at the time. This one was a little more mainstream pop punk sound um in a good way um in terms of if we're doing track list right away uh i would go you know fat lip is honestly one of my favorite songs of all time it's as basic as that might sound it's such a well-written song um you know but now that I, i'm older and now i feel like a sellout every time i listen to it but it's fine uh also into deep motivation again great songs all the single choices on this one were fantastic you can see why it got so big but what i think needs to be pointed out is there are so many like i guess you call them deep cuts on this album that are incredible songs that i feel like don't get the recognition they deserve for me personally heart attack is one of those it's ever since i first heard the album it's been top tier for me 
Uh, same thing, Crazy Amanda Bunk Face. There's not a bad song on this album. Only one I'm not the hugest into is Pain for Pleasure, but I think it's a pretty humorous way to end the album. So that's uh, that's my initial thoughts on it. Awesome. All right, Mike, what are what about you? What about All Killer No Filler track listening over on Impressions? What do you got? Now, for me, um, a lot of this album tended to, I mean, I was listening to this album when it was first released. I don't know about you guys. Were you guys listening to this when it was first released? Oh, yeah. I, I knew it when it first Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I was in uh, 2001. I was in high school, like just almost out of, like graduating, um, you know, and uh, it was beaten to death almost to a fault. Um, and um, it was kind of like it was kind of a for me being the guy who likes um, heavy metal. It was a little bit of a tease, like where it's like, I'm going to hit you with this pop punk song that you're not a huge fan of. Because in that time I wasn't a fan of it. And then I'm going to hit you with some crazy solos and some thrash riffings for a couple seconds. And then I'm going to go back into the pop punk. And you're like, whoa, I want to hear more of that. And it was like, no, we're going to do some crazy songs where they're like really fast. And we're like, we're edgy and we're trying to prove ourselves. This is to prove you're, uh, we're pop punk, but we're also punk enough that we don't want you to make fun of us for being pop punk. And like, we're trying to gain that respect within the community. And a lot of that hate came towards them because of, being that kind of um, goofy kind of looking band in a sense of like um, the hairstyles and the um, and the kind of sound that they are bringing, but like they were gaining some respect with that with that edge of that metal riffing and you know that kind of heavy um, you know they were that guitarist is bringing it. It's just I think this song was a little too this album was a little too early for me in that evolution. And um, I mean, obviously the main hits are um, were iconic and they were just setting the stage for what these guys could bring songwriting wise and how they could evolve that without um kind of maybe being so pop punk that it would alienate those people who were kind of coming from the other side of music and needed something else to uh hear when it kind you know in that musical equation so um yeah i appreciate the album and it's like it's straightforward kind of uh um what it what it did for uh the the genre and um yeah like it, it's actually surprising to know that um they uh were able to kind of keep most of these members in the band uh until much later you know until much later they ended up kind of losing some of them but um the core of the band stayed within you know the songwriting and whatnot yeah um so yeah i mean the the, the singles are my top tracks um uh one of the songs that i um really liked was handle this um it was actually one of my favorite of the album um and uh yeah most of the early tr early tracks i wasn't a huge fan of um fat lip yeah into deep um but handle this was a great song and um yeah i think that it had some other good little you know under found gems and i but um overall yeah it's a little too early for me in their evolution of sound but i appreciate it i guess i Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I would say, I mean, as, as a debut album, I mean, I was, I was very young when this kid, this was 2001, right? Yeah. Yep. I was literally three or four years old when this was hitting. And I mean, I would later go back to stuff like this not just for now, but like, just a couple of the hit singles, uh, like the singles I got really is like fat lip into deep motivation. Like the, those are my big three standout tracks from it. I mean, and, and they are Kyle hit it on the head. They're, they're just some great, 
great songs in there that you're right. Probably I, I haven't seen them live, but they probably don't get as much light live or in general as they should. Cause they are, I was listening to it through all the way through. And I'm like, oh my God, like why this would, this would go over great live or this would be great. A great track in general. I was going off like this, you know, aside from fat lip motivation and too deep aside from those, they, like aside from that, like the, aside from those three as, as my standout tracks as the singles guy race. I know that sounds like a cop out, like oh, like he went for the singles or whatever. But th- those are just for me personally. Um, but I do agree with Kyle though. There are some good standout tracks on here that are deep cuts. Yes, that maybe could be revitalized more as time goes on for whenever they whenever they play live or just something in general like that. I mean, there there's a lot of. I love it when there's an album that comes out where there's like two or three, maybe maybe four big singles that get released in general and then there's but the rest of the album is just that good of a record and like the deep tracks are still great songs you know i mean and this i felt this way a lot with this album a lot truthfully um again as someone who did someone who's not a huge 741 guy but go like who did this discography breakdown for with kyle and mike today i was thoroughly entertained as well and then that's something that i really found very incredible about no uh, all killer no filler that's just that's for me personally um i would say but the question is for all three of us let's start with kyle where does this rank amongst your some 41 albums you know it's an iconic album i think it's solid all the way through you know as the title entails there is no filler on this album which i love i hate albums with filler uh but they have better. It is still early in their progression as a band. I put it at number three. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Mike, where does this album rank for you as far as their career as a, as a band goes? Where does it rank for you? Yeah, I got to come all the way to five. I'm sure there's uh, somebody headed to my house as we speak. But um, yeah, like, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I felt it definitely um it appealed to that mainstream audience with those songs that kind of came on and they played to death but um in the in-between songs um a lot of them trying to like be as like punk rock as possible kind of came off just trying a little too hard to um like live live both worlds like hey we're pop punk and we can write a great song but then yeah watch this we're gonna like look at this attitude once they kind of got out of that and like later on in their later releases they, they don't do these songs where they just like start like you know with the drumsticks where you know we were gonna go blazing fast like uh okay cool like you're you're punk relax we get it you know so i felt like there was a little bit of that going on on this like prove ourselves but we're gonna write some um songs that are gonna never leave your head ever to this day and you know while they uh they did one side never leaving your head they failed of kind of trying to bridge that pop, real punk and pop punk together um to you know get that cred i guess you could say but um yeah five for me um seems like a good place for it this, this album is very much uh american pie soundtrack music <laughs> <laughs> yep 100%. oh my god yeah it did definitely i didn't even think of that that's what that's actually a pretty good uh, comparison right there from american pie um, I have this, I have all killer, no filler at number three. This is my number three. So I think Kyle, you said three as well, right? I did. All right. So that means, 
we're, we're matching status, up right there. Yes. Villain status has been uh, confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. We'll have to see if Mike is the villain at the end of this, at the end of this one. We'll have to see, of course, but, uh, but yeah, all killer, no filler. That's our, our our top our 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 filler for that album. Huh, just kidding. Um, all right, <laughs> let's go to let's go to their next album. In was it two thousand and two? Which was does this look infected? We started with Kyle. Yes. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> we, we started with Kyle. We're gonna jump over to Mike for a sec. Mike, talk to me. Did you initial impressions, overall thoughts on does this look infected? The second album by Sum Forty One and standout tracks as well. When you get a chance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So now um, this album, I think I took uh, hold of a lot of those uh, more aggressive riffs and the things that I was actually looking for. I began to kind of like, I didn't want to admit it to my friends because I was like, yeah, some 41 sucks, bro, right? And I'm like, yeah, man, screw that band. They're like, yeah. And then like when they walked away, I'm like, yo, actually, a couple of those songs are actually pretty good. And they're like, what'd you say? I'm like, no, I said they suck and they're dumb, you know? And then they walk away. I'm like, yeah, but I have to admit, this has got some good songs. So, like, you know, I was kind of that. That's how I felt about this band. And then once I get to this album, uh, my favorite song of all time of theirs is um, Still Waiting. Absolutely. Um, it is my favorite song. And it the riffing, to this day, my buddy Jay, used to be my buddy, uh, he would, like, freaking brag on this band and i would be like dude still waiting has some of the coolest like riffing in it that just it's just so good so good and then the hell song is awesome um you know um and it's definitely got some uh, other kinds of um tracks in here that i really liked um you know once again it kind of did a little bit of this like we're trying to be punk and um prove ourselves kind of stuff but there now it's a weird thing about this album I found myself changing the song in my head the way I wanted the song to go. And it didn't go that way. And I freaking hate when that happens. Like when I hear a chorus and I expect it to go into a higher part and change the melody a little bit, but instead they just kind of come back down and then repeat again. I was doing that when I was listening to this album. And it's the number one reason why I didn't rate it as high because I found myself just like almost singing the chorus is different in my own head um and saying wow that would have sounded so much better but they they went this way and that's crazy to me because um like i'm not a self-proclaimed musical genius but um sometimes i can really hear where they just took a a a, a left when they should have took a right and um you know for me this album's got some strong tracks it's definitely got that beginning of that metal riffing going on you can hear it um and it's the things to come um album and it definitely uh it definitely has a uh, a lot of uh kind of picks up where all killer no filler left off but um adds a little more um balls to it i guess you can say pretty good assessment kyle what do you got yeah i mean i'm pretty much in agreement with that this is very much the album that showed really where the band would go after this for the most part there is definitely still more pop punk leanings in some of their later work but this is really where you start to see they're bringing in those more aggressive guitar riffs they're bringing in that more the pretty much all the skate punk is gone by the time we get to this album it's it's very much less your of your like blink 182 skate punk type pop punk and more into all right we're done with this we're gonna get a little bit more aggressive with it 
but they still manage to keep it fun. They keep that pop punk funness on a lot of the album, which I appreciate. Um, you know, when I look at this album, I'm very much impressed with how far the sound came from All Killer No Filler when this one was only released an, like a year later. Mm, yep. That's pretty impressive. And it, to me, it just makes me wonder if this is kind of what they were wanting to do anyway. And maybe like a label was like, no, you should do this. It, again, speculation. I have no idea. But the work after this would lead me to assume that that might not be too far off. In terms of the songs themselves, I mean, songs like the Hell song, Over My Head, My Direction, Still Waiting. Though that first four songs is one of the best run of tracks on any pop punk album. What a way to start the album. But then Thanks for Nothing is a huge standout track for me. And while I'm surprised that they didn't go the route of having Thanks for Nothing be a single, because it's very similar to Fat Lip, has kind of the same vibe going on. I appreciate that they didn't do it because it could have easily been a cop out. Like, all right, we're going to follow the success of Fat Lip with, with Thanks for Nothing. And it would have probably done very well. So I appreciate that they didn't do that. Um, again, they continue their incredible single choice. As I said, some of my, most of my top songs were the singles that were released off of it. Uh, in terms of low points, I don't think there is one. I think it's a pretty great album all the way through. I have no complaints about it. Um, if anything, I really enjoyed where they decided to take their sound and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at with it. Not a single bad song and a second album in a row with no filler on it. Yeah, I mean, we're all, dare I say, it, we're all in unison here. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. Um, but it's, it's all seriousness, though. I mean, for me, go again, you're talking about a year later. A year later, this album comes out from their, from their debut album in 2002. And immediately you could definitely hear the, the sound changes. You could definitely hear the, the styles that they want to go in and how they're, they're going to go in, the, in that direction at some point down the line in future albums. Um, but I agree with both of you. Like this was definitely a, a very quick with, with, with still punk, still pop punk vibes in there, but definitely a, a good, a very quick transition within a year of their first album coming out and having so much, I guess having so much success from the singles of and the singles and the popularity of the first album going into this one, you just, you, you definitely hear, all right, you enjoyed that. Now we're going to go this way. We're going this direction now. And it's going to be a different, a little, a little different, but we're going to go this way and we're going to chart our own path. Can I just point out that the album cover is freaky as hell, but it's actually <laughs> so badass at the same time. Yeah. Like it's really just, cool. it's, it's frightening. It's like, it's, for those of you who are listening to us, it's a guy. If you just look up, some 41 does this look infected. It's a guy cutting his head with like a knife. It's crazy. A little frightening. When I was going through it, I was like, oh my God, I was just staring at this thing on my phone. I'm like, okay. <laughs> the drummer, right? Is that the drummer? Is it? I, I think I so. Thought, yeah, I was about to say, I, I recognize his face, but um, yeah, I believe it's the drummer wearing I don't like a mask. Yeah. Something weird. Yeah. Mask or makeup or something. Yeah. Um, but I mean, my standout tracks honestly are the first four songs, very similar to Kyle. 
Hell song over my head, better off dead. My direction still waiting. And I'm that's no slur to the rest of the album because the rest of the album is pretty damn good as well. I mean, other than this, like, I, I, I mean, it sounds like, you know, like, a, like I said, like a cop. But, oh, let's go to this, let's go to the singles release because those are the best songs. Well, in this case, the first, the best songs are the first, in my opinion, the best songs are the first four songs. I mean, the hell song over my head. Uh, my direction is still waiting. I mean, come on, you cannot get any more of a badass opening on an album than that. Um, I actually didn't like my direction, by the way. I just want to note the as a, as the villain. Really, I wanted to make oh, sure God. I actually, yeah, I actually wanted to make sure I rained on your guys' parade and uh, not to do it well, on purpose. But no, that makes sense because it definitely is one of the more yeah pop punk sounding songs on here. Yeah, so if you didn't really I, vibe yeah. too much with all killer no filler, that's probably the closest they come on here to that sound. Yeah. yeah, like, and then middle, I kind of was like, ah, and then like Mr. Amsterdam, thanks for nothing, hyper insomnia, parachondroid, whatever the hell that freaking is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, sounds like something I freaking picked up, uh, disease or something over somewhere, but um, yeah, like it's literally, uh, that's where I kind of came back and was like, ah, cool, like, like it had some a good um finish, and uh, yeah, um, but yeah, like, yeah, I don't know, I wasn't a huge fan of that song, and um, you know. It's just interesting because, yeah, like Kyle said, it has like a little more of a pop punk thing, which I've never been a huge fan of. Um, but if you combine pop punk with the right elements of other things, I I won't get too burned out too quickly on um, that. You know, that's that's big for me. I'm always a balanced kind of listener, you should say. So. Thank you for stealing my thunder and basically summing up what everything that I was going to say, Mike. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Sir. Just straight up. <laughs> Um, but the question is, gentlemen, where does does this look infected rank on your sum forty one list? Let's start with Mike. Where does this rank for you? I mean, this is this is uh, number two for me. I mean, this was a uh, this is the pretty much. So if we if someone would ask me, hey, what albums have you heard of sum forty one? I would have to say all killer no filler. Does this look infected? That's it. I hadn't listened to one other album until this. Uh, kind of career um, retrospective kind of like um, overlook of their albums so like everything after this point oh I mean Chuck I knew I knew of the song we're all to blame but I didn't ever listen to that album and then everything else past that I didn't even think they were still making music um, to be honest with you and and you know obviously I looked into it and knew it but yeah um, so yeah so I'd have to say number two it's just it, it's nostalgic for me more nostalgic than um, even the first album um and i'd never listened to that album you know i never owned it but i did own this album so um yeah that's uh, number two it's got to be there all right all right kyle what do you got where does does this look infected rank for you personally oh i am thrilled to say that me and mike are in complete agreement on this uh this is also my number two it is Woo! a step in the direction of a more mature sound than they had on the last one. And uh, I think it was, it's fantastic. I would definitely point, like Mike said, you know, people ask, I want to hear some 41, like give me an album. This is probably one of the first ones I'm giving them. Uh, Excellent album. Number two. See, after everything I just said, I absolutely have to disappoint all of you guys and put it. I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. I got you so good. <laughs> this is my number two as well, believe it or not. I was going to, I don't worry. I was not going to hate it. I was not going to be the villain on that one. Don't worry. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. No, Damn it. 
I know. Sorry, Mike. Damn it. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my number two as well. Just a solid record overall. You definitely saw the best of everything we were saying as well. You see the transition points they're going to go to. You see where they're headed in their next album, which we're going to get to in a second. But my that is my number two personally for me. Uh, now let's jump over to their third album. You guys hear that noise? That Is was that everyone, noise? everyone off clicking off this video because all killer, no filler. <laughs> and it's not uh, number are, one. Are you infected? Is this infected? Is are not number one and number two? I uh, I just yeah, I don't know what's going on. But hopefully, what's going on, everyone? Stay tuned and hear hear the the fun finale. It's worth it, guys. It's worth it. Play chicken. Uh, oh God. Well. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> we're, we're going to jump over to um, their uh, third album, Chuck. Chuck. So I'm going to let I'm going to let Kyle go first because I want to hear I want to hear his impressions on Chuck first. So impressions, title, track, track listing, whatever you got. Go ahead. So this is the darkest album I think they've ever done in terms of just sound, lyrical content. When you put everything together, I think this is the darkest one. Um, they really, this is really where, no, they brought it back in the future. So I don't want to say that, but this album really dropped the pop punk for the most part. This is very much a heavier record, not to its, you know, to a fault, I would say. I think that they haven't, at this point, they hadn't perfected merging the two sounds so there's a lot of songs on here that just end up being forgettable in my opinion uh they don't hit the mark as much as songs from their previous releases don't get me wrong there's still some great songs on here um i understand why the album came out the way it did just the whole story behind everything um you know it it's great if you don't know the story definitely recommend looking up reading about it. it's very interesting but really there's only like two or three songs on here jt can we go down to the track listing yep um I, I find most of them to be just kind of filler but really like some say i love the song some say that's by far by far my favorite song on this one we're all to blame is good it's never been one of my favorites. I know it's like a fan favorite. Pieces again, another fan favorite. It's okay. No reason is pretty good. Other than that, the rest of the album just falls super flat for me. Pretty much almost all of it. There's only those like the Angels of 30 Faces, pretty good. There's like four or five songs to take away. The rest I never find myself coming back to. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so this album kind of disappointed me, turned me. I don't want to say turn me off, but made me lose interest in the band for a couple of years after its release, unfortunately. But that that's just me. So that, that's where I'm at with it. Okay. Mike, what what are what are some um some things you some tracks you like and overall impressions of the album as well? Um, it's interesting. Uh when a band goes into more of a wheelhouse that I'm familiar with, and for me to like be less memorable as a song based album but more phone goes off more memorable uh overall as an entire album experience and that's strange 
because a lot of people agree. view an album yeah view an album as like singular tracks like hey I, that track is memorable that track is memorable that track is memorable like i remember that one because of this for me so besides we're all to blame um if you want to jump down to the track Sorry, yeah, listing my bad, that's okay that's okay i'll just i'll just come over to your house and assault you but no I'm just uh, <laughs> um no we're all to blame uh some say great song um and even i may have accidentally listened to newts whatever the hell newts is but newts is actually a pretty good song <laughs> um and that's on the international version or whatever but um, yeah, um bonus tracks yeah um uh no reason actually i mean no reason was like a pop punk feeling kind of like mm-hmm. um it kind of made me feel like uh we're gonna start this album this way because we know everything else after this is gonna kind of um change things up i mean we're all to blame is my second favorites um some 41 song um of all time uh it's still waiting we're all to blame i listened to those damn songs so many times and you know uh like in my eyes the that was the band's finest songwriting um with the riffing and then going into these choruses that have you singing um and you know um and then the rest of it like i was saying less like memorable songs like bitter and open your eyes slipping away like, slipping away they're all very like and for me it was just an experience that i enjoyed as an album versus like singular song and um to me that's just as good of an experience than it is to say okay i'm going to take these songs off and put them on a playlist or or i'm going to make a cd for somebody and recommend them some of them don't belong alone they belong together you know what i'm trying to say like which is interesting and i appreciate that so um it has its own uh quality to it that i appreciate as a heavy metal guy over a pop punk guy and, um yeah. which elevates it for me yeah i mean this is their third album. I'm just going for you. I want to just catch up on what I was reading. Um, after listening, full disclosure, after listening to this album, Chuck, I went back and I um, and I, I did read up on some of the story behind. I know we didn't really touch on it, but some of the story that was the album was based on, like the the the, the volunteer UN peacekeeper. I'm making sure I get my facts right here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was going back and listening to it, uh, and after I was listening to it. I did read up a little bit on the story of it, and it is a don't care, it's a very it is probably their I, I would say like their darkest record, if not if, like lyrically and stuff like that. For for me at least, when I was going through the, all this, um, but we're all to, we're all to blame. Some the singles that got released again, the, the, again because I'm not super familiar with some forty one that I'm going to gravitate towards most of the singles as it is. But I do have to say though, for being as dark as it is, it, there's something about emotion in records and emotions and songs, regardless of like, it could be heavy, heavy, heavy metal. It could be the, the most lighthearted pop song out there. If, if the song has emotion or an album has emotion in it, that's something to me. And this, I got some of that vibe of like, you know, it, it being as heavy as it is, as being as the transitional go, we're going in that direction. Like we just talked about after their previous album, but I got to say some of the, so there's some definitely some, feeling on this record that i feel like man it's just like dark and it was it's there's something that appealed to me about that personally but that that's just me i know that you guys were you know shared your thoughts as well on it but for me personally i was like this is just something that really is it it it, it's just it's it's very emotional very dark but it's still got that very hard you know metal 
uh, riffs to it and what and the, the feeling of it as well. But I, like I said, there's something about the feeling of it that made me put it where I put it in my ranking uh, for me personally. But because it just it hit me in a very, I guess, different way than most other people may have heard it. But that's just me. Um, yeah. And so, it's, so the standout tracks for me, though, were we're all to blame. Some say Pete, again, pretty much just the singles that got released. But I mean, overall, I was kind of like, whoa, like almost taken back in a sense. I was like, wow, that's really, really like heavy, for lack of a better word. Um, but the question is, gentlemen, where does Chuck rank amongst your some 41 albums? Let's, um, uh, uh, do you mind if I start on this one? Yeah, Actually, right. I, I might be the villain on this one. I'm not sure, though. Given what I just said, about how dark it is. This is my number one. <laughs> I I was I, I was kind of, I was surprised when I put it there too. I was like, what? And then I listened to it more and more. And the some of the story, <laughs> the background behind the album's title got to me a little bit. But that's just that's for me personally. This is my number one, some forty one album. Um, me personally, because because of the reasons I listened to some of the track listing as well. Um, let's jump over to Mike. Where does this rank for you? No, actually, I have a lot of respect for that choice because um, traditionally sounding, it has um, the aggression and emotion that an album needs to kind of um, make its point. And then on top of that, it doesn't seem like it's too overly concerned with um, uh, making like uh, a major commercial kind of like mm-hmm. attempt at having that next big song or whatever a lot of the songs are pretty um balanced and uh more leaning towards like the aggression metal side and darker side so um for me it's number three um once again it's still um it's the album after the album that i like the most that i um still you know obviously listening to it now still could hear the parts of of some 41 that i preferred over the other side that I didn't prefer as much. So it's kind of like um, makes it higher on my list. Um, like I said, it's a, an experience of listening to the whole album versus just that one song or that song or memorable, memorable tracks or, you know, um, whatever, you know, for me, yeah. Um, we're all to blame second favorite song that they've ever done. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, it's uh, definitely up on my list. All right, cool. And uh, Kyle, where does yours rank? Uh, you guys are going to make me do it. You're going to make me be the villain. Uh, so I do love some of the songs on here. And, you know, this is the third time in a row that they've had incredible single choices, which I think is the thing that follows throughout their whole career. I got to put this one at number seven. Oh, least I know. I know. This is where all the Sum 41 fans click off the video. Um, <laughs> I just this album just never stuck out to me it never uh never really caught my attention outside of a couple songs a lot of the other ones are just very forgettable and yeah I I will say it is better to listen to as a whole album like if outside of those like three or four songs I mentioned maybe four or five if the other songs come on like if I have it on shuffle I'll turn most of them off because I'd rather hear their other stuff I do also think that this is this album solidified where they were going to go in the future. But I don't think it did it as well as some of the following albums did. So for that reason, number seven. Sorry, guys. 
Oh man! Ow. Oh, <laughs> you know, told you I had some unpopular choices here. You just it is what it is. It, it is, is what, what it is. is. It's okay. It's okay. We're all gonna. Uh, so someone's gonna be the villain tonight, and we're not sure who it is yet. <laughs> but we'll see. Well, it's not Mike. And we'll, yeah, and we'll notice that it, in this thing it says this is the last album to feature guitarist Dave. Is it Backish? Is that his name? Backish. Backish. Honestly, I have no um, idea. <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, I want that. I want that to be foreshadowing for me. I just I want to leave it at that. But uh, <laughs> yes, yes, that's okay, Kyle. You're the enemy. You're the villain now. But my friend, later on, I will get my revenge on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's I see. I'm just a fan base villain at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's Straight okay. up, he's like just ripping everyone apart. Oh my god! Chuck is a very popular album. Yeah, there you go. Um, let's so let's jump to their next album now, which is uh, some 41's Underclass Hero. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, Mike, you go first. You gotta make me go first. (laughs) This album is one big freaking ripoff. And it rips off so many albums and songs. It is insane. I sat there listening to this thing, and literally, I could pick five or six different bands' uh, songs that this freaking album ripped off from Green Day to Blink 182 to freaking, you know, like the, to uh, some 41's previous songs that they released. It literally used the same vocal pattern, the same vocal chorus, the same. Uh, guitar part i mean it i mean it was outstanding how many times how many of these songs sound the same and have this almost reused the same vocal parts it was mind-boggling i was listening to this album and like to be honest with you it's actually so it's not the songs aren't bad songs in the sense of like keeping you interested but when you it's like somebody it's like watching a show and then you look behind the curtain and you realize like there's just like uh nothing going on back there except you know like just like loud noises and lights you know i mean it's like uh you you see that the process they're going through it just reuses and regurgitates the same thing over and over again and i was like i was so shocked when i was listening to this album that i was just like i don't even how to rate it because i almost feel like it belongs to other bands you know what i mean like it almost belongs to like like this song belongs to that that band's vocal pattern. Like Adam's song by Blink One Eight Two. If you, I literally hummed that alongside of the one of the first tracks to this song. You literally can go alongside that song, and it only changes a couple notes to make it uh, not be a freaking lawyer's uh, wet dream. You know what I mean? And it's like literally, it was so disappointing, and I just was like. What happened? They were just, it almost feels, you know, it almost feels like it almost feels like um, what's going on with our band right now. Like people are need to be reminded of like that we're as good as these pop punk legends out there. And we have, we put out this major album. Let's, let's just try to like sum up everybody's top songs in one album. And, you know, and um, as I listened to it, I, I read a review on it. They have like three or four different songs that literally sound like Green Day songs or like, this song or that song and like people were upset about it and like i didn't even read the review before i realized this and um i was just like dude i they nailed it on the head 
so it's like yeah i mean i don't i mean i don't want to give away how i feel about this album so this still could be number one i just wanted to make <laughs> I sure i didn't give it away yeah i mean maybe maybe i'm just blowing smoke but i mean yeah uh i mean yeah how do you guys feel <laughs> Well, on that note, Kyle, how do you feel about this album? Oh, oh Mike, that was hysterical. So uh, I love this album. Big shock of the big shock of the guy whose favorite band of all time is Green Day. I absolutely adore this album. This album is since I think we Mike gave away his thoughts on the album. I'll just give away mine here. This is the last. Uh, perfect front to back some 41 album they've ever done i adore this album there's not a single bad song on here yes there is definitely agree with you mike there is definitely some songs that you're like yeah that's definitely some you could hear other artists influence on them um i think this was a conscious turn away from that heavier darker sound to go back to that um happier times but it this is one of the big three albums of the mid 2000s for me in terms of we're talking like pop punk slash emo first one being american idiot then uh my comic romances black parade and then this one uh, under class hero i think all three of those albums i would put as like the big three albums of the time they all did something very uh whether or not intentionally like a rock opera very much connected song wise um front to back this album incredible uh he had you know secret service knocking on his door for march of the dogs great i love the french song on there actually speaking french uh and knowing french that is a hysterical song Mm -hmm. uh it is not appropriate for work don't look it up um but yeah no i love this every song front to back and it's one that i never get tired of hearing songs like underclass hero and walking disaster are what a way to start the album but even the ballads on here are something that we don't really get on many other albums for the most part like with me so long goodbye incredible songs confusion and frustration in modern times mike is that one of the green day sounding uh-huh. ones that you were thinking of yeah yeah sure. i love that one so i mean if, i think it really comes down to this is a very polarizing album i will say that's me and mike having these reactions is very <laughs> much reminiscent of the actual fan reception of this <laughs> there's two that's types funny. of some 41 fans there's your pop punk some 41 fans and then there's your heavier some 41 fans and how you feel about this album really depends on where you fall in line with that. For me, I personally fall into more of the pop punk sound. I do really like their metal aspects, but I don't think that as a full album that they've done that one as perfectly as they've done a pop punk album. So for me, this album is what I want to hear from them uh, after. Plus, this is just very nostalgic for me. This was a like very much like late middle school, early high school album for me. So I, I have very fond memories of it, which you know could be tainting my my judgment of it. I'll be <laughs> honest. But every time I hear it now, it still brings me back to like the good old days back then. 
Um, yeah, I find nothing wrong with this album. <laughs> I disagree with you, Mike. This is one of the best <laughs> albums. Ever. But the problem with it is, I was already done listening to the songs that they used to remake this album. <laughs> I had already doesn't heard matter. It. They made it even better on here. <laughs> I already heard all those songs, and then when I when I'm humming one of those songs alongside the song, I'm like, the hell, like I, no. I like... will say the one thing is most of the songs on this album are all in the same key which is why a lot of them sound very similar is they are most of them in the same exact key yeah and that that also makes the singer when he writes his um choruses and his vocal patterns his vocal harmonies feel very um uh almost just like um lack of diversity like like it just feels like don't it don't you know don't fix it if it ain't broke. Like, I'm just going to do this again because it's catchy. And, like, the problem with that is, though, it is catchy, but it just, like, I actually just did a little experiment where I was just skipping through the songs at a fast pace and, and like, trying to just hear a brief clip of something. And I was just like, it all sounded the same. And it literally all sounded like, like, I could have just fused them into one big song and I would have been, like, never ended. It a- didn't AKA end. the album? <laughs> Yeah, right. album is mike come on right oh yeah yes but i mean if i were to f- take out the beginning and take and take out the you know put it in the middle chorus and yeah. then fuse it to the next chorus and then the next chorus and then the next chorus i would be listening to one just long chorus of the original song like it literally felt like that i swear to god it was crazy i i love the the sound of this album i think production wise it's also my favorite i really like the style of production on here and just the themes of the album, these are these are like the lyrical th- themes that I prefer in music. And I feel like this is really the only album that we get this on from them. A lot of their other stuff is not, I don't want to say it's not the best lyrics, but a lot of their other stuff is either earlier in their career, more stereotypical pop punk lyrics or just darker lyrics. Or once we get to later in their career, there's some pretty cringy lyrics in there, but we'll get to that when we get there. But yeah, this by far one of my favorite pop punk albums of all time. But I will say Dave's. Um, I can't see what that says, Mike, but uh, I will say <laughs> it's that, backwards. Uh, Dave's absence is definitely noticeable on the album. Uh, really lacks, you know, those guitar solos that he brought to the band. <laughs> I was trying JT, to get, where are you at? Yeah, JT, where are you? At? I was. Oh, I don't know if that shows up. Damn it. Oh, is, oh, is that a seven, oh, Mike? Mike? Oh, Mike! Oh, Mike! <laughs> it was coming up while you were talking. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I, I saw it too. Uh, well, it was a strong departure from. Shut up, JT. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, damn it! It's my show. No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, um, honestly though, for me personally, <laughs> I'm gonna be the in, in between person here. You are literally in between us. Right I'm now, I feel like. This <laughs> makes it even <laughs> better. This makes it even better. I am literally in between both of you guys right now. That's, That's what she funny. said. Anyways, so <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love doing our show. Um, anyways, so I personally really enjoyed this album quite a bit. 
I was it, it take it, it going from like the dark. Yeah, take that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All you see is a fist wait, come wait, up. Wait, wait. wait, hold on, hold on. I'm not, I'm not done. I'm not done. Just give me one second. Yeah, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> I was. <laughs> i'm just collapsing those who are listening to us i'm really sorry but like um but i have to say uh this underclass hero um definitely a definitely a fantastic pop punk sound a pop punk fantastic pop punk i can't even talk anymore pop punk record i will say that the one thing about it that kind of threw me off a little bit was it was coming off of chuck that's, the, That's it, what it, made it so good. No, 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 no. I, I, I didn't finish, Chuck guys. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't finish what I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, listen, coming up with Chuck, yes. What a, what a like dark record. And this was back to when this brought it back to me. Brought, brought it back to when I'm going to get yelled at in about three seconds. But when pop mm-hmm. punk, when they brought it back to pop punk, like quote unquote fun pop punk. There wasn't too much like, you know, darkness or like I'm, I killed my mother, or, you know, or I'm not saying that's a lyrical theme in general, but I'm just saying, you know, there wasn't anything dark like that on there. You know what I mean? This is a very solid, fun, Mike's going to kill me. There's, this is a solid, fun, pop punk record that I actually truly enjoyed quite a bit. However, I gave my number one already, but I'm curious to see where you guys go for your I think we all know where we are at this point, but um, I'm going to say I'm, I, I'll go first. I gave this at number four. <laughs> oh, <I dabbed laughs> did out, you sorry. just dab on camera? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I did. Yes. Bring it back. Bring it back. I dab it out. That's it. Bring it back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, we're, we're dabbing. We're doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're falling apart here. Yes, what underclass hero done to us. Uh, underclass hero has successfully brought the Superview Show's career retrospective panel to a new level of humiliation and fun. Um, this is my number four. I love it. I, I really, I was surprised how much I loved it, but I, I had to put the other two. I had to put the. And I, it, I, I, I can't even talk anymore. I'm gonna laugh my ass off at some point. All killer no filler was number three, and I'm gonna put it at number four. Yes, that is my. That is does. My list so far. Someone help me out here before I go start laughing even more. <laughs> like, uh, this may surprise some people. This is my number seven. Nah, nah. This, oh, is, no. this is by far my number one. It is a perfect album. Oh, they man. can make all their albums sound like this, and I would be so happy. You gave it away by having it as your background, Kyle. Damn it. Man. It's okay. Yes. I, I couldn't find this logo without the album title on it. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Oh, my God. So my, I was at number four. Kyle's at number one. Mike. Number where are you one. At with this? this is number one. Number right? one. That's a one. That's uh, like a one to seven. me. Uh, boys, boys, take away the H, add a Z. This is my number one plus six. <laughs> It is the seventh. It is the seventh album of the seven albums of. You know, there still is a unreleased or unannounced uh, album, Heaven and Hell. Apparently, is that what? Oh, I'm so excited for that one. Yeah, the double album. Uh, so this album technically could be eight out of eight. 
I just wanted to. I want to leave more room for. I want to leave more room for the bottom. I don't want to sell out to seven. I want to leave it room for eight. So I'm going to put seven question marks. Like Heaven and Hell is a double album. The first half of it's going to be all pop punk. So you might be surprised. I know. I know. I just want to. I want to leave more room for the bottom, bro. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to. I don't want to be like it's a seven because like you know it could be an eight. So I'm going to say seven question mark. You know the asterisks. There you go. Seven asterisks. There you go. Unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, that's oh my unbelieving. <laughs> Pack your and get now out. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle has vanished from the stream. You see, you can't even see him because he is wearing a black shirt on his black yes. background. <laughs> He's in disguise now. Oh my god. No, I would oh, no, we can't get you the floating hat. Floating hat. We literally have three more albums to go, guys. <laughs> Woo! Woo! All right, we got this. All right, all right. Just take it back. Take a breather. Underclass <laughs> Hero is one of the best albums of 2007. Boo you. Boo that man who said that. Boo him. <laughs> of all time. One of the big three ambitious albums of the mid-2000s. <laughs> that Hell is yeah. incorrect, sir. I will fight you. All right. <laughs> all right, kids. Listen, listen, you youngins. I knew this going into it. I said when, I first, when we first were talking about this, I said, Mike is going to hate my favorite album and i knew it i called it i know it oh god well anyways let's (laughs) i can't Uh, even talk let's jump over to screaming bloody murder from 2011 shall we (laughs) oh god i can't even i'm gonna just do do we have to can we just keep talking about underclass hero (laughs) (laughs) i'm just getting closer um let's start off with kyle on this one screaming bloody murder I know we just Wait talked it. a lot about Underclass Hero, mm-hmm. but Screaming Bloody Murder. How is the follow up to that in your four eyes? years too? Four years, yeah. which is four oh, years right, yeah. to turn this thing out. Jesus, uh, what a disappointment! <laughs> what a disappointment after that last album. Uh, that's not to say this album doesn't have some great songs on it because it does, but this album really has what I call the Pinkerton effect. Same thing with Weezer's Pinkerton. Nobody liked this album when it came out. I remember when this came out, everyone was like, this is garbage. Everyone. And then all of a sudden, a few years ago, people have decided that this is a top tier Sum 41 album (laughs) and it's underappreciated and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) It's not great. Like, let's (laughs) be real. Again, it's a dark album. This, This is the equivalent thematically and what feels like exactly how I felt from Does This Look Infected to Chuck. To me, it's the exact same thing, Underclass Hero to this. It's such a big quality drop and thematic change that it just really threw me off. And this is the second time in their career that I got kind of distanced from the band. I did, it happened to me after Chuck for a little bit and then Underclass Hero like brought me back in. This is the second time that it really happened a lot because of there was a very large gap between this one and the next one. So this one didn't really keep my attention. So really it took almost a decade for me to get another Sum 41 album that I thoroughly, really enjoyed. So I kind of fell off a little bit during this era of the band, but I mean, songs like screaming bloody murder, fantastic. Uh, It's the name of the song. So YouTube don't, don't uh, crack down. But Scumfuck, great song. 
<laughs> incredible song, one of the top tier. And what am I to say is incredibly well done, incredibly well written. And I know it's a very popular thing in the Sum 41 fan base to really love the Dark Road Out of Hell trilogy there. I hate it. I don't think it's well done at all. I think it was even stupider of them to put them as three separate songs. I don't know if that was a label choice. I don't know if that was their choice. But none of the songs work at all without the others. Crash is great. But after Crash, I lose it completely. After Crash, I, I could care less about the album. Really, this could have been a like five or six song EP, and I would have thoroughly enjoyed it. Not a huge fan of this. This very much comes off as the Avril Lavigne divorce record. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Very, uh, very big letdown, but has some very good songs on it um particularly in the beginning it was really when i got to that dark road out of hell trilogy that just really really killed it for me oh god mike are you gonna save us or no okay so it's kind of funny kyle two songs that you mentioned you really loved those are my least favorite songs of course i mean and and it's so weird which two? I'm going to let you guys guess here for the sake of... Uh, you probably didn't me. like What Am I to Say. Um, I No, I didn't like Scumfuck and I hated Crash. Hmm. I mean, 5.5... Well, Crash, Crash, I will say, Crash was not one of my top of the album. Yeah. I will say yeah. it's just the one like redeeming song after What Am I to Say. Everything else I'm very much yeah. distanced. That one are literally fives, if not uh four uh and then um my standout tracks are uh um time for you to go it actually kind of reminded me of what that's a good one i do like that one it kind of reminded me of stone hell pilots actually weirdly enough um and uh then um also uh jessica kill i actually really liked that Mm -hmm. song um Come, can't come, like can't agree with you more. Seven, eight, nine, holy images of lies, sick of everyone. They literally are just kind of there. They do some things. They get to a point where you're like, okay, you made your point now after all this, and then they kind of go back down to nothing. And it's just like, like you said, they wouldn't be good without the other. And but even with the others, they're mostly forgettable and then yeah the rest of that album is literally like it started so good in the beginning and then everything after that is an absolute just it's so confused it could have been a great six song ep if they went from tracks one through six it would have been great and just right and right ended it there and just said you know like we came out after all this time to just basically put this kind of idea, we're, we're working the kinks out of our ability to write music. And, um, you know, we really messed up with uh, Underclass Zero and uh, basically, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe we we're trying to redeem our jabbing you. But, right, oh, but uh, yeah, like maybe we're trying to get our songwriting going and we're getting ready for the, the future of like our sound, which you know, I think it's definitely improved uh, after this, you know? So yeah, like it was just, this was a mess. I'm just going to call it, put me down for a mess. I agree. And I, while we're talking about certain songs, baby, you don't want to know, sounds like it would have been in a 
car commercial <laughs> like 10 yep. 15 years ago has very much that uh what was it what song used to be everywhere it was like are you going to be my girl was in mm-hmm. all those commercials oh, yeah. has that same exact sound to it <laughs> it doesn't sound like yep. anything the band would put out and it just really threw me off yeah a lot of that in this album is like yeah we're gonna try to go for a new sound like, even time for you to go i yes. liked the song that one worked, i felt though. yeah i just felt it was it didn't feel like some 41 it felt like a band who was um just trying to explore their sound mm-hmm. and sometimes that's good but also other times it makes it makes you self-aware or you you're aware of their struggle to like define themselves especially when they don't continue on that journey they completely go back to like a perfect marriage of the pop punk metal thing which is what's to come they in this album it feels very like we're searching for that sound and we're trying to like be we use lots of piano parts um randomly that you know because using piano means you're a matured band remember guys you know if you use a piano like kind of like almost beatles-esque you're just a you're a mature band and it's an an, a a natural evolution of sound um but um yeah i mean that's just you know but it was just funny how they just the piano would come out i'm like oh my god here comes the piano again. Like you're trying to give us a tender moment where you, you know, you get quiet with your voice and, and I'm supposed to be captivated by that. It just comes off like, uh, like a failed attempt at, you know, doing that. So yeah, this is definitely not, this is a mess. Again. So I love that. No, I really did not love this. record. <laughs> <laughs> number one. It was the number one and a half. <laughs> uh, uh, I what the hell happened here? Uh, <laughs> uh, for lack of a better word, um, I, I I do agree with Kyle though. I'm, you guys hit it on the nail head, so I'm not going to re- repeat too much. But I will say the the first six songs I agree with Kyle should have just been like an EP. So, hey, we're going to put out a couple songs here, and that's going to be that. Part one, two, and three of a dark road out of hell. For some reason, every time I look at it and every time I heard it, I was like, is this bad out of hell? Like one, two, and three albums? Like what's <laughs> going on? Like what, what's happening here? <laughs> like I was like, what? It's just it, that's what I thought of. But uh yeah, this is like like set track seven through fourteen, which is rough. I mean, I, 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 I mean yeah, there's no other way of putting it. But like I do agree though, if they put it as an EP though, like Kyle said, of the first six songs, no problem. I mean, it would have been Probably might have been received better as better by fans as well, um, because I mean I don't remember of course, but I mean Kyle, Kyle would remember because when it first came out, like weren't people like, oh this just oh, sucks? I remember, yeah, <laughs> because I was looking forward to this so much. Because <laughs> years after Underclass here, I was like, wow, this is gonna be so good, and then I heard it and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and that's. Don't let people fool you what they say now, because at the time I didn't know a single person and I didn't see a single person on the internet say anything positive about this album. Everyone was talking about how disappointing it was and how bad it was. It wasn't until a couple of years ago that everyone started to say, this is top tier Sum 41. What a great album. Pinkerton effect. Pinkerton also sucks. If we're forgetting (laughs) two two birds of one stone. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, like God. one fan, one fan exists who's still listening. Pippin sucks, he leaves. Uh, all right, good. <laughs> like, yeah. Same deal. Same deal. Has like those diehard fans that are like, this is the best thing they've done. I'm like, no, it's not. Get real. It's not. There's a reason people didn't like it when it first came out. It's still not good. I mean, you said it, not me. 
Take that so. to the bank. Take that to the bank. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, Cash yeah. that check, man. Cash it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Cash>. <laughs> I'm cracking myself up at this point. Um, but I mean, yeah, like the first six songs are, you know, and then after that, it's like, what happens? Um, I, I don't need to say any more because I mean, I think that the two of them just went off on it enough at that point. The question is, though, where does this rank as your? I know it's Mike's number one, clearly, but like, he's <laughs> 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 like, like, oh, wait a second. No, no, no. Um, but the question is, where does this rank amongst your some 41 albums? I'm gonna let Mike go first. Yeah, I mean, this is six out of seven. I mean, it's that's just you know, even the good songs <clears throat> are pale in comparison to the their actual good songs. Like, um, rating it as an album of listenable music, it like even its good songs, you're like, cool. Like, there's no tens on the album. It's just pretty much like, <clears throat> it's pretty much just like this is the best thing you're they're gonna give us out of a lot of fluff and a lot of like confusion and um i mean the fact that um dave backish isn't in the band you can tell the riffs lack that metallic you know kind of cut you know there's just they're, they're just they have no body to them they're very kind of just you know power chord you know and just kind of like there's a little there's a little kind of technicality on it but it's just it seems like somebody doing um their best impersonation um and failing miserably so um yeah it just the every it just lacks that body lacks that spirit lacks uh direction lacks uh identity um you know yeah it's i mean just like it's on the playground with underclass hero and they're both sitting on that seesaw you know going like this and they're just like hey guys let's just continue to you know do this kind of type of music and i'm just like you know yeah man sorry kyle kyle I'm like, sorry man. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you can say this is better than the masterpiece that is underclass hero. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have no words for that. I'll have no words for it, you know. (laughs) Disappointment. (laughs) Disappointment. (laughs) Well, my poor poor JT. I'll I'll say, I'll say, I agree. This is number six. Coming off of the masterpiece oh. that we've talked about of Underclass oh. Hero, their best album. <laughs> this is such a disappointment. It's unfocused. The only reason I put it above Chuck is that I like the this hits higher highs than Chuck did for me. Like the good songs on Chuck are very good, but they're only about like three and then a couple others that I thought were okay. This one, those first six tracks, I thoroughly enjoyed, and then it just went off the rails. So I got to put it above Chuck a little bit. Oh, boy. JT. Well, JT. <laughs> seven. <laughs> this is my wow, number seven. JT. If, if, if only I could flash back to my younger self, and not only would I have a CD of it when it first came out in 2000. 11 but i would take that cd after listening to it once and just throw it <laughs> under the bus because that's what we need to do to it so <laughs> just saying um i will also just say that um yeah. this is the start of them having absolutely horrendous album covers all of a sudden okay. yeah they have not had a good album cover mm. since underclass hero 
I don't know what the hell is going on on this album cover. <laughs> it looks like a pregnant woman, but she's like, I don't even know. Yeah, I've yeah. never been able to fully figure it out. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just my eyes. I don't know. Also, the font across it like that has always mm. bothered me. <laughs> also, the way they say Sum 41 presents, like it was going to be this big masterpiece. Like this was supposed <laughs> to be like their American idiot or something. And it's just kind of like this. This is our 21st oh, yeah. century breakdown, guys. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bad. God. Sad. Better yet, it's our Dookie. Oh, wait, it actually is Dookie. Bad, <laughs> bad album, bad. Let's move on. Sorry. All right. Anyways. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Um, anyways, 13 Voices from 2016 on October. This came out the same day as Revolution Radio, bro. Yes, yes, it did. I didn't realize that until now. Yep. Anyways, 13 Voices. Who wants to go first? I could take this one first. All right, go ahead. So uh, after the train wreck that was screaming bloody murder, um, I didn't know where I stood with the band anymore. Uh, I thought that maybe they hit their peak and they were just kind of coasting. But, you know, this is the longest they've gone between albums. But then I found out, oh, Dave's coming back. And I was pumped because that's really what I thought was missing from what could have made Screaming Bloody Murder actually a good album is because you could tell they were going for that heavier sound, but I don't think they knew how to fully do it without him. And I think that if he was there, we could have had a more focused project at the end. That's what we got here. This is very much back to there. And this is where I think that they finally put the pieces together and really merged the two sounds of pop punk and their heavier metal aspects. I don't want to say perfectly because there is some filler on here. In my opinion, there's some uh, songs that I don't really go back to as much. But as far as redeeming themselves go, I thought they did a great job. Um, I was super impressed when the first song came out. I believe it was um, Fake My Own Death. I think it was the lead single from here. Uh, it says we were, but I'm not sure. I don't think no war wasn't the lead single war was a single <clears throat> all right sorry go ahead pretty sure it's fake my own death either that or um god damn i'm dead again i'm pretty sure it's fake my own death either way it was a heavy song i was like wow this is what i've wanted for a while and this is for the first time in nearly a decade i was back on board 100 with the sum 41 train and uh yeah i mean god damn i'm dead again fake my own death god save us all Plenty of great songs on here. Only songs I think like Breaking the Chain and Twisted by Design. Not really into very much. I do wish the album was a little bit longer. That's just nitpicking at this point. Really great album. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Mike, I'll uh, let you go now. <laughs> okay, you just named my two favorite songs, by the way. Twisted by Design and Oh, no. it's hilarious which is freaking hilarious it always works that way like i feel like now we know how to we know what our favorite things are it's kind of a cheat it's like i hate this kyle loves it you know like i mean that habit i don't know why i just turned into a like 1800s like prospector for gold in like i don't know san francisco but yeah like literally um amazing album i mean awesome album like I was shocked at how good this was. Breaking the Chain 
was like one of my favorite songs. Like, I mean, <clears throat> like it's top three or top four of their of their discography. Um, and I just heard it like in the last I mean, I heard it when it first I heard it when it first came out because I remember Kyle actually uh, talking to me about this album. We were kind of discussing this album, but I don't ever think I really let it sink in. I kind of heard it and was like, cool, an album that like actually is heavy and like also goes into like some of those pop punk kind of like, you know, like uh, kind of just typical sounding parts, but it, it never stays too long um, with its sound. It kind of, it does it. And then it just like, it, it switches when it needs to switch. And I've, you guys have always heard me say, if there's one thing I love in music is when it's a band who knows how to change gears and not just beat something to death. And that's something this album did very well. Um, standout tracks, uh, um, Breaking the Chain, God Save Us All. I love that opening with that kind of almost like, almost like it's it's like that Sweet Child of Mine-esque type of like, you know, kind of guitar sound in the background. You know, Fake My Own Death, great song. Um, uh, you know, uh, even uh, 13 Voices, which was a kind of a strange song for me, wasn't the greatest song. Um, like you know usually that's like jt's favorite song is the one that the album named after but <laughs> um but uh, yeah, yeah you like <laughs> i had to lay the the hit in um you know a lot of these songs kind of reminded me of um uh what's their faces um offspring um and um you know it's actually kind of interesting i've heard that offspring kind of sound on one of the other albums i forgot which one um it might have actually been um it might even be the next one we're going to discuss plus um some of the one of the previous not the previous one but uh um like i could hear the offspring i love offspring oh man my cord's popping out here uh it wasn't a, uh underclass hero you heard it in no 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 my ears like you ever see a boxer when they're hit in the ears and their ears kind of close <laughs> <laughs> my ears like physically did that like a cauliflower ear i had like uh underclass zero ear like my <laughs> like closed down like a clamshell yeah like uh i can see the look on jt's face right now. he's just like you guys in your more on the freaking albums um but no this album i mean i actually want to listen to this one a couple more times because um across the the freaking board it literally had me like um actually like surprised that it was some 41 putting out this album and not you know yeah um just like another band who kind of um found that perfect marriage of the sounds without selling out too much to one side or the other and i mean dave baggage back in the band i mean he, the brown sound has uh you know reclaimed the throne you know so that's 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 it man <clears throat> is it my turn or no no, it's your freaking yep. term, bro. You're uh, you're the you're the ice cream in the sandwich here, bro, and you need to deliver here, okay? Oh, God. <laughs> like, when you put it like that, it's like no pressure, right? <laughs> no, no pressure, no pressure. Just everything this in your life sucks. Culminates. No, I'm just kidding. Everything no, no. in your life culminates to this point. No, no, this album no, was no absolutely trash. I thought, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding, everyone. Just kidding. Don't choke me yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, um, no, no. I, I truthfully, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. And it's funny, Mike said, "Like, oh, what, like, what?" Um, uh, this, like, I'm a, I'm a title track sucker, you know, like, because 
Revolution Radio or 21st Century, whatever, right? 13 Voices, I got to tell you, it was the first title track I ever heard that actually I was, I liked, but I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. You know what I mean? So that's just where I was at with that. Um, my other standout tracks for me personally are uh, Fake Man Death, War, uh, God Save Us All, and also, truthfully, Twisted by Design was pretty damn good, I got to admit. Um, that's me personally. That was just my, a couple of my standout tracks. And I mean, based on everything, and just out of curiosity, Kyle, why didn't they include Better Days or Black Eyes as the rest of the album? Why There's they? Bonus track. That's it. They were just bonus tracks, like they did, but they yep. didn't want to put them on or no? No, they were just uh, Target edition bonus tracks. Pretty sure it's uh, for Target okay. back when uh, bands were doing that for different stores. Right, I didn't think it. I listened to those ones. I don't know if I did. I think I stopped at this night. Was I supposed to listen to more? <laughs> No, nah, no, they're they're all right. <laughs> I think that they were personally. I think the album's better off without them. Okay, well, I, I just wasn't. They're sure. pretty middle of the road songs, in my opinion. <clears throat> so I love them. <laughs> yeah, Mike's probably gonna be like, "Why didn't they put those on there? Those Why are the best they... things since Mozart." They should have put the acoustic war on as the closer too. <laughs> damn it! <No. laughs> yeah, honest, war was in like the bottom of the tracks for me. Okay. I don't know something about it. I was never huge into that song, but uh, it, yet there's three different versions of it. Yeah, there will be blood was my my one of my lower favorites. I think. Uh, right. yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna say because like there's you're right though. There's war regular edition. There's war uh, acoustic edition, and then there's war featuring Taka of One OK Rock, a yeah, Japanese, Japanese band. rock band. I just so, don't know how you guys didn't like Breaking the Chain. That song, it reminds me so much of Offspring. Uh, and that chorus is just so catchy, man. It, you know, like I didn't I'm say just, I didn't like thing it. Is the chorus is the only part. I, the, yeah, I don't dislike it. To me, it's just more like filler, middle of the road. Like, eh. Hmm. Like it's, the chorus to me is really the only part of it that catches me. The rest of it just kind of falls flat i love the intro the intro and the chorus the intro is just it has just a cool you know mike if it makes you feel any better that was that was middle of the road plus for me okay like a b minus c plus it was like it's like a b exactly like a b minus like a c plus plus yeah it was like it was good but it was like wasn't like that good <laughs> but <laughs> no, no i'm just kidding but um, um overall i mean solid record overall but the question is guys where does it rank amongst your some 41 albums who wants to go first mike why don't you uh take that one <laughs> uh i'm gonna have to give it the number one spot all you some 41 fans come at me. Unpopular <laughs> opinion. All you some 41 fans come at me. My address. What's your address, JT? Uh go disclosed. <laughs> go to JT's house, slash his tires, and freaking throw a brick through his window that says like you know, death to JT and his family. Like, no, no, don't do that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, well, no, no, don't do that. Can- cancel that. Cancel that, guys. I, I think mean, we just no, got no. darker than, um, was it, um, <laughs> darker we just got darker than, than Chuck. <laughs> than Chuck. Darker than Chuck. Yeah, this is my number one. I'll be honest with you. It's it. What, what I love about this album is that it has a maturity and a, a songwriting that goes throughout the whole album. And what I, the reason why I didn't put their previous albums as number one is because it took 
those albums and the time that it took to like understand songwriting and music and um, a, a good equation to get to this album, um, which I think, um, you know, is an interesting thing. You think, oh, well, no, once you give the one that or the origin of it, it's like, you know, the, the original had it missed some pieces, but it had some great pieces that would lead to this point. So it's like a lot of people have it backwards. They want to give the thing that started at number one but in reality it's like um sometimes better music is coming out today and that's a very unpopular opinion because a lot of people think you know all the old stuff is better um which most of the time it's right but there's other times in this moment that it's not and it's just the way it is uh that was mike's what about kyle where does the stand where does 13 voices rank for <laughs> you so for me uh it does have a little bit of filler on it overall i do think it's a really solid album i hate the album cover the album cover looks like a early 2000s tramp stamp but i'm not gonna hold that against it not holding that against it I it looks literally honestly... like it literally looks like every tattoo guy mm -hmm. who you went into the shop and he's like what do you want and you're like look at that and you point yep. at the book and it's like some 41 like album a, like an ed hardy is. shirt like an early yeah ed hardy shirt yep that that and and the print was off like it wasn't it was like wasn't directly in the yep. middle of the shirt it was like kind of off and you're like did this get off printed some, like that with like some random like swirls going on the other side of the shirt <laughs> yeah, yeah on this side yeah just one yep. side one side and the other side not yet perfect i will say i do legitimately think that this because this is the current lineup of the band that they have this i think is their best lineup I think hands down, consistency wise and talent wise, I think it's the best lineup they've had. But for me, I gotta put it at number five. It's not a bad album. Uh, there's a couple things on it that I, you know, not the biggest fan of. There's some like middle of the road songs uh, that I kind of find myself skipping a lot. Don't find myself coming back to it outside of the few really good songs on it very often so number five very and more importantly is that this was the first album to leave their record label and head to hopeless records was an independent mm -hmm. label which i feel fueled that freedom to do what they want versus like having that kind of like a uh, record label kind of you know like that monkey on your back kind of situation and um it's just you know i think that that freedom to just uh, do what they want to do and you know in this day and age with everybody kickstarting and funding their own albums um, the they might take more risks or do something that they feel more relevant to them than have that pressure to like pump out that pop punk you know uh, you know top hit that's going to try to re you know claim their old days and uh, you know everyone's trying to do that trying to race their former self and trying to you know win that battle and it's like you know got to find who you are now not who you used to be yep agreed absolutely um personally i as great as it is and we, we, because of some of the filler tracks i put it just one below kyle i put it number six that's me though personally I, it, i'm not saying it's bad record i'm not saying it's bad at all but the this the some of the filler was like mike is like it's <laughs> terrible <laughs> If you just look over, I'm just I'm just punching the air like he's, all aggressive. He's punching his webcam. He's Maybe like, oh, he like, respected underclass hero more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I know the checks in the mail, Kyle. I know you paid off JT, so don't. 
Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Me and Jake <laughs> a separate chat going. We were like, hey, really low. I know Mike's gonna hate underclass hero. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's here's a hundred bucks. Dude, you gotta do it. All right. He's like, he's like, here, here's half my salary. You just do this. <laughs> my salary. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, but uh, no. th- th- this is my number six. Uh, it 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 does. It is it is very good for what it is. It just it doesn't hold um it's not what if to par with what I thought it would be, but overall I did like it overall. That's just me. Um let's jump over to their most recent album. Because there's one coming out soon, but we can't actually t- comment on it because it hasn't come out yet. But let's talk about Order and Decline. Um Kyle, mm. I'm preaching your gospel here. Can you tell me about Order and Decline? <laughs> overall stuff for it. Yeah. I can tell you that they need to get off this kick of just black background with random thing on it for their album covers. <laughs> I agree. legitimately thought it was a joke at first. Great album. Uh, let's just skip to that. Yeah. Um, really, I think this is it built even more on 13 Voices where they still brought the uh, cohesiveness of those two sounds together. Great. Uh less filler on it to me there's only one filler song on here that i didn't care too much for which was uh heads will roll kind of could do without it especially especially the acoustic version i don't know why we needed an acoustic version of that song of all things Mm -hmm. but i digress the rest of it incredibly well done uh very aggressive has political undertones which Again, I didn't really see that very much since uh, Underclass Hero. But whereas Underclass Hero was a little more, wasn't like clever, but at least it was a little less in your face and heavy handed. Like this one, I mean, 45, just an anti-Trump song, which a lot of songs on here are. But it's the way that they go about the lyrics that are a little kind of cringy at times. Like a 45 has the lyrics... I know a bad man when I see his face. Like, come on. <laughs> it's not a good lyric. Oh, God. And that's the chorus. That's the chorus of the song. Uh, overall, though, really, really, really good album. I very much enjoy it. I enjoyed revisiting it for this discussion. I actually hadn't listened to it in uh, about a year or two now. But with that said, I don't think it's as good as their you know, earlier work. I do think that while I do agree, while I do put that out that this is their strongest lineup as a band, I think they've yet to hit that perfect album again. In my opinion, they haven't had a perfect album since Underclass Hero. I think that they're still, I think they definitely have the potential to do it again. This was pretty close to being in there at the top, my top three, but ultimately was edged out by the others. Uh, so for me, I thoroughly enjoyed this. It was able to get emotional at times. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it was the lyrical content that drove it down a bit just because it was so not clever and it was just so, there's no subtlety at all in a lot of them. But very well done. I enjoyed it. What number was it? Oh, you didn't read it yet. I'm I didn't read it yet. No, no, no. Okay. I thought you almost did it. You said that as you were like getting ready to say it. So you- like backed off. <laughs> it's his number one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Mike, what do you got? I'm kind of confused. It like it says all tracks written by Derek Whitley. Like, is that I guess that's been most of the albums though. 
Is it really? That guy, yeah. um, in fact, she hasn't uh, written anything like from even the previous album. It doesn't seem like it. He, he that's weird. I thought a writing credit. Yeah, that's weird. I always thought he wrote all of the riffs, um, which is strange because once he comes into the band, the album, the riffs change. Is that is, is it all just an illusion? Is like Derek, like oh, I can do what I want, and then like Dave joins, like oh, I gotta change my style and let and really put his guitar work because the guy's got excellent chops at guitar and it just seems like they i'm just like can we go back to the previous album for tracks right i know this is on uh i'm uh expected and uh just curious because now it kind of changes my uh, understanding of yeah wow interesting it's just so yeah. strange it's so it's like dave's back in the band metal Dave's leaving. No metal. Maybe it was like, it's just like other than songwriting, maybe it's more like just the the vibe and just overall input of where they want to go as a band. I think it's probably be uh be able to pull off the music without yeah, that too. Not doing it, you know, because I'm sure Derek can't uh handle that, you know. Um Definitely so singing. Yeah, right, exactly. So maybe it's just Dave's uh Dave has um a lot of experience in heavy metal. Like uh his he loves that kind of thing. If you look at listen to the Brown Sound, his uh side project, you know, you can really see where his background is. So maybe he just brought that out of in Derek, like, okay, like I'll write you I'll I'll write some heavy metal influenced tracks for you to play, you know? Which is cool. Right. I mean yeah interesting um I so i heard from interviews before that like the transition into that pop punk on underclass hero was very intentional as a way to get away from like the darkness of chuck same mm. thing going back to the the metal pretty sure from what i remember um they were trying again to get away from that pop punk be like oh look we can still do this too mm. interesting. so yeah. maybe just happens um, to coincide with that Right. Hmm. Yeah. Well, for me, this one had a, lot, a, a couple more duds on it than uh, 13 Voices. You know, like I didn't like the new sensation. Um, yeah. Heads Roll, Roll wasn't um, my favorite, but then there was um, some good tracks like Turning Away. Uh, um, you know, uh, the last four tracks were all um, pretty strong. Um, you know, it was it was just kind of like it was interesting ch change from 13 voices and it kind of had some uh some really good stuff on it um yeah like i i was always interested to, you know like you were talking about cringy lyrics this definitely cringed me up you know you, he, so he focuses on relationship with like god and belief in in in, in god and and like it's just kind of funny like uh, how much he talks about that in a lot of these darker albums, the heavier albums, and um, and then you know political stuff. Of course, I've never been a political guy when it comes to music, which is probably why I've never been a big pop, uh, punk fan. Um, you know, because it's just like the focus is uh, a little too much uh, one gear. You know, but um, yeah, I really, I really like this one. Um, you know, Alpha Blood. Yeah, that was a good song. Um, yeah. Just, yeah overall it's a good album and i didn't have a huge problem with it yeah i mean i me personally i mean i i liked overall what i heard i mean i, I, I will say that the the undertones were a little bit like a little bit too like like i said they were a little bit too like pushy and i mean 
it's one thing if you're writing American Idiot. It's another thing if you're writing like this. I mean, I, I, to me, that's how I look at it. But like, uh, but I, I will say that the, Mike, I agree with you actually for once that Underclass here is the best album that they put out. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. Which, which is true, yeah. though. <laughs> uh, no, it's true. I, it is true. Uh, no, 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 the, uh, but uh, the, what I was going to say though was, besides making my joke, is that the last <laughs> four tracks were actually pretty good. I mean, uh, seven through ten, never there, mm-hmm. eat you alive, be the people versus, and catching fire. Those I thought were actually pretty solid tracks too. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, can we just take a note that this there's finally an album that is legit, actually like a minute and zero seconds long. Guys, I want to applaud them for that alone. That's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty funny, actually. It's 36 <laughs> minutes, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, I applaud them for doing that. Number one. Um, I, I agree with you though, Kyle. Heads will roll acoustic and catching fire acoustic questionable. Why would that be acoustic? I agree with you on that. Um, uh, you know, why acoustic, but whatever. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for acoustic stuff. I mean, good riddance, ordinary world, stuff like that. Those are all good acoustic songs too. But like even the Blink 182 bored to death, uh, one that was, I thought that was pretty good too. But, um, the but the fact of the matter is that this is you know this is their most recent release and um overall i liked it for what it was i mean it was other than like if you're gonna be if you're gonna be a certain way like if you're gonna be, like lean a certain direction just don't be like overdo it like like you know what i mean like if you say like like if you just go flat out like i'm against this or i'm pro that or whatever like you know we we understand that everyone has their own opinion but you, you just because it echoes like, I, i'm a big fan of like when, when we did um like at least it wasn't like what was it um shine downs release i thought that was that was less like that was just more like the world as a whole if you will and whereas this was a little bit like you know a little pushy but whatever i mean um, even but, if you look at look at american idiot yeah it's very much the same type of thing where you can generalize that and broaden it out it's not them sitting there saying hey screw you george bush you're a bad man exactly like, yeah. this is legitimately just like donald trump's a bad man yeah, you shouldn't they're, they're, like him. He's a bad guy. It's like okay, you yeah. you can think that. Like, fine, you can have yeah. your opinion, but like, why? Right? Why can't you do it subtly or like in a creative way? Why do you have to just come right out and say it? And it, I know that I would that feel that me. way. Yeah, yeah, and I would feel that way even if it's not politics. Any kind of lyrics like that that are just so like non-subtle that are just like this. This it's like writing a song and being like a rose is red, like. <laughs> yes we know that that's actually like, a good way of putting it like you don't need to tell no, that, that was so like, deep like the sun is hot winter <laughs> the is cold is like yes thank you but like what is what's the purpose of you telling us this yeah right and that's I me mean, and I, that's I my just a note to i do disagree with kyle on the album cover i actually really enjoy the album cover it is a throwback to the old school metal shirts from like metallica era like master of puppets there's the hands with the you know they had the hands over top of yeah. the you know with the strings attached you know which is like the uh a yes, throwback right. to like yeah metallica's like you know with the, the master of puppets kind of yeah. thing that's a master of puppets right there this i had I literally, I remember I wore a t-shirt to school. I actually was told to leave because it said it had kill them all from Metallica's uh, <laughs> kill them all. Awesome. And uh, they literally said, you have to go home and, and change. And uh, I was like, I'm going to go home and I'm not going to come back. See, so they like, you know, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I agree. Like, I like that design on like a shirt. I'm not sure if it works yeah. so well as an album cover. And to me, it's mainly like yeah. you really used 
back to back, just a black background with a random yeah. picture on it. Yeah, could have been yeah. something other than black, but I do like the art, old school looking art. Almost I reminds agree, me yeah. of like the skulls, like He Man ish kind of, you know, like yes, He Man, yes, yeah, eighties kind of, you know, like they're definitely. And this is definitely leaning towards the heavy metal like mm-hmm. um style kind of uh overall theme and i think that's it's just that's why um i like this album to the, the degree that it did is because even when it failed its highs were high enough to you know um keep me hopeful for the next um album and that this album actually had some interesting enough stuff on it um catchy enough stuff um, and the fact that they're genreing as heavy metal, punk rock, hard rock, melodic, hardcore—that's debatable. Um, but um, you know, had, they've had melodic hardcore listed on a lot of these albums. I noticed. Yeah, yeah. I don't hear it on any of them. That's a head scratcher right there, yeah. man. <laughs> I don't know whoever's putting those genres in—it's just confused. Maybe Kyle can go back on Wikipedia and edit all of them. Before, but it's not. Yeah, Kyle, go edit every one of them, Kyle. I might have to. <laughs> He's uh, taking one for the team. So yeah, yeah. But um, I just, I just want to say something really quick. You, you talk about like the album cover and whatnot. I mean, rose, and you talk about lyrical stuff. So everything you just said made me think of this: roses are red, violets are blue. When I listen to Metallica, my neighbors do too. It's great. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, well that, that's the first thing I thought of. Like that's what everything you just said just made all that sense <laughs> to me. Um, oh Absolutely. my god! But um, Absolutely. but I mean, overall, over order and decline. Where does it rank for you guys amongst your uh, some? I was about to say like Green Day for some forty-one albums. <laughs> I mean, for me, I put it at number four. It's okay. like the perfect, exact middle of their discography. It's really good. I think that they do have the potential to put another top three album in there. If they continue with this and perfect it a little bit more, maybe just, you know, one or two less fillers in there. And I think they have the potential to do another perfect album. Sweet. Mike, what do you got? Uh, Yeah, actually I'm right there with them for, you know, it's uh, not better than the established sound. Um, you know, in this case, like unlike 13 Voices, where I felt like it was like a perfect marriage of that stuff and, you know, still contained the punk. It still had the, the catchy choruses and the metal and punk. But it, this one, you know, it was definitely like, yeah, four, you know, out of the out of the seven. And, um, you know, definitely uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear what's next. And heaven and hell, I mean, things seem to get dark up in here, man. Get dark. Like, I mean, we're starting. Yeah. I mean, next thing you know, like. Derek's gonna have like I don't know like a like a freaking like a pentacle on his forehead and he's gonna turn into like this you know like crazy like you know real heavy metal kind of uh, act like who knows man it's gonna be as all extreme as... metal it's gonna be yeah very pop punk it's gonna be like old skate punk and it'll be all uh, extreme like black metal <laughs> that's the next exactly. logical step I mean any, as long as it's not underclass hero part two anyway uh, oh, <laughs> I mean, as as that was like, a low blow right there my man <laughs> part one will be heaven will be underclass hero and hell will be screaming bloody murder that'll be a perfect combo no that that sounds like double hell okay listen all right i don't need that's a good album co- title right there double hell yo i double hell double hell slash 
honor class here of hearts. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, that's, that's all of their albums. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop sharing my screen so we can go back to our, our triangle, where Illuminati confirmed whatever. And um, Kyle can share his his ranking list that he made. Um, all set. Let me see. There you go. I think you could share now. Can you? There we go. Woo-hoo. I got you. Yes. Here we go. All right. So first we got mine. We got number one, the best one, underclass hero. Two, does this look infected? <laughs> Three, all killer, no filler. Uh, four, we got order and decline. Five, I have 13 voices. Sorry, Mike. Six, <laughs> room of bloody murder. And seven, oh, Chuck. We got <laughs> JT's next with Chuck. Does this look infected? All killer, no filler. Great minds think alike. Underclass <laughs> hero. Order in decline. 13 voices and screaming bloody murder. And then we got Mike's questionable list here. <laughs> <laughs> we got 13 Mike voices, number absolutely. one. Absolutely. Does this look infected? Being the only agree on. Chuck. Order in decline. All killer, no filler, number five. Screaming bloody murder and incorrectly number seven under <laughs> incorrectly. Yes, yes. <laughs> Hot damn! Yes. I love that number seven. I wish I could stare at that for the rest. I find of it just night. very interesting that we all agreed on. Does this look infected? Being number two. Yeah, yeah. And other than that, we all have pretty different lists. Mm. Absolutely, we right. all. I mean, that's what makes the world go round. Ah, where's that coming from? What's going on here? I mean, that must be underclass hero infecting the uh, the uh, internet and airwaves. We're doing just fine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (sighs) Took me a hot second there, but I figured it out. It's okay. I know. I was hoping you were lagging again. Oh no no no! I was definitely not lagging. Don't worry. I was. I'm all set. I'm. I got my internet fixed. Don't worry, you kids out there. Yeah. Uh, so, but um, need we say more? That's gonna do it for us on this ranking of some 41's career discography. What do you think? Jump down in the comment section below of this video. Share this video. Share the podcast. Share us all around. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Simply at the Superview Show. And uh, if you like what you here, subscribe to us. Follow us on podcast format. And Mike is holding up the number seven. He is so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hope. There's no hope for humanity. How dare you put that at your numbers? What, what do you think of underclass hero, everyone? <laughs> Tell Mike how wrong he is. <laughs> if, who, in the whoever wants to DM us or, or tweet us or whatever. Tell us why Mike is wrong. <laughs> Just straight up. And for those who think I'm right, make sure you comment while I'm Just don't even, comment. don't even comment. <laughs> don't even comment. <laughs> um, but ultimately, guys, this is what you guys have to say out there. Jump down in the comment section. We'll share your, share your thoughts and all. I've said all this crap already. That's going to do it for us. So, so for all of us here at the Super Brew Show, Ooh. stay safe. 